social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. Happy New Year. It's New Year's Eve. It is Friday, folks. It is the final day of 2021, and we are on the air. We are on the air today, the John DePietro Show, 11 to 2. Uh, the noon report on Facebook coming up at noontime. So first, obviously, I want to wish everyone a very, very happy new year. 2021 is ending on such a sour note. I'm going to touch on that and talk about it a little bit. But um, folks, hopefully 2022, it's a big year ahead in news. It's a huge uh, year ahead in news nationally. You have the midterm elections you have the Biden administration trying to find their footing. President uh, Trump has a big press conference scheduled for next Thursday, January 6th. And then we will have the statewide elections. Obviously, all the state reps, state senators, but Rhode Island will elect a new governor, a new lieutenant governor, a new uh, general treasurer, a new secretary of state. And then we'll see if Attorney General um, Peter Narona can hold on. But folks, on this uh, New Year's Day... Uh, first of all, it's also a big college football day, uh, which I love. This afternoon will be uh, Alabama against Cincinnati. And then tonight, what a treat, New Year's night, New Year's Eve. We will have Michigan against Georgia. So I like, and th these should be, these are great college football teams. And I like a, a college football game that has a lot of meaning. And obviously these two games do. And then the winner of both those games will play for the national championship. But folks, without question, we find ourselves right now uh th this is a tough time and if you saw or heard the governor mckee press briefing yesterday um you saw uh, a governor who uh i i believe my opinion now i think governor mckee seemed very rattled he seemed very desperate he was very very defensive the healthcare system i can't stress enough the Rhode Island healthcare system is hanging by a thread. This is for, there's not one reason. There's not one person to blame. There's several people to blame. Um, it is baffling to me why Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott is still the head of the Rhode Island Department of Health. That is a change that should have been made. Many other states have already made that change. Uh, that, that falls on Governor Dan McKee. This was his chance. He wanted to be governor. He was the lieutenant governor. Starting in March, he got his chance. He got off to a great start. But this past summer, he should have replaced Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. We are in a treacherous position right now. Rhode Island has really fallen behind in testing. Uh, I have no idea why. It's not your imagination. To me, Governor McKee, as he stands at these press briefings like he did yesterday, um, in Woonsocket alongside Woonsocket Mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt. But when he stands there and insists that Rhode Island's number one in testing, he is starting to resemble Baghdad Bob. If you remember, the, he was the uh, Iraqi Saddam Hussein information person who would go out and, you know, basically it, it was, you're watching the statues fall, you're watching the city fall, and he's, you know, still insisting that everything is, is going fine and everything is well. But Rhode Island testing is... Is certainly not. Now, it could be straightened out. Where they're fortunate is we're small enough that it could be straightened out. But I think the governor, I don't know why they keep doing that when number one in testing. Um, see all the testing lines? You either have people who can't get an appointment online and then people that want to go in person were waiting hours in line to try to get a test. So that falls on them. Also, Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker they announced 200,000 uh, at-home test kits are going to be given out to teachers and students. How many test kits is Rhode Island giving out? Zero. So my point is, Governor McKee, stop saying we're number one in testing. We're not even number one in New England. It doesn't even matter. You know, that, that's even, I don't know why they're saying that. If you're standing three hours in line outside, or if you're on the computer frustrated and you can't get an appointment, does it matter to you that the state is number one in testing? I just, I, for the life of me, I don't understand why he continues with that talking point. It doesn't, number one, it's not obviously not true. 
What does that mean for the other states if we're number one in testing? Right now, if you go online, you can't even book an appointment, even if you wanted to. They haven't been open all week. Now, they are making some appointments available for tomorrow, New Year's Day. Governor McKee said, we will have them. Of course, they should have been open on New Year's Day. Um, the situation at the hospitals. Governor McKee put forward the vaccine mandate for all the frontline workers. You can't go back and debate whether or not that was the right decision. Something that, that I will criticize him for is there was no meetings. I was there. I was covering them. I was there when the protesters were outside his home that Friday night in Cumberland. They, they were looking for a meeting with Governor McKee. I think a lot of these people could have been brought along. A lot of these people just wanted to be listened to. Now you have shortages. As much as they don't want to say, that's why there's one of the reasons that the staffing shortage is the hospital. That's one of the reasons the staffing shortage is at the hospital. Folks, the next 30 days, I can't stress this enough. And I recognize no one many times in an emergency, right? People don't choose to go to the hospital. Someone doesn't say, you know, I think on Sunday I'm going to have a heart attack. Or I think on Sunday I'm going to fall off a ladder. Or I think on Saturday night I'm going to get in a car accident. I, I recognize that. But the Rhode Island healthcare system right now is really lacking. And um, the next 30 days, as I said, January is going to be a tough month. Uh, Governor McKee, by all accounts, does not get along with his head of the Rhode Island Department of Health, Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott. She is an activist. I also don't understand. Everything seems to revolve around Central Falls. Everything is revolving around this this city that is one mile long. I've never seen anything like it. I If you were like an alien that landed here, <clears throat> you would think that uh, Central Falls is like the land of Oz. Have you ever seen such a focus on one square mile? You know, even yesterday, Governor McKee can't even help himself. And we're going to get more test kits to Central Falls. What is this? Other than in their polling, they must show that Central Falls and winning that is pivotal to the primary. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Matos wasn't at the press briefing yesterday. She wasn't even mentioned. Talk about out of sight, out of mind. Now I know why she wasn't there. She has COVID, um, but and supposedly has mild symptoms. But Governor McKee, uh, there was certainly a question of where has he been? That was the first press briefing since the Tuesday. That was the first press briefing the Tuesday before Christmas. The last COVID briefing he had was December 15th. So he's been missing in action while the other governors have been uh, far more visible. Um, the Rhode Island testing system, the good news is because we're a small state, hopefully now it should be quick to turn around. And I will also share that yesterday I did have a test done. Uh, I had booked it earlier in the week. Uh, I thought I, I may have come in contact with someone that had COVID tested positive. I did go. I was able to stay in my car. And I did get my results back last night. So that part, and I think they, they also did two tests. So I'll wait to see the other one that's a little more extensive. So it's definitely faster because prior to that, I got tested before Christmas. And then it took uh, one, two, three, four days to, no, well, the weekend, whatever, six days to find out, four, five, six days. So hopefully it is getting better. But I can't stress enough, uh, this situation at the hospitals, it's not your imagination. It's very serious. Uh, and Governor McKee also will not call out the National Guard. I'm not sure about that. I don't know why. What's the problem with that? I know the hospitals want the National Guard called out. In Massachusetts, the governor, Governor Baker, has called for the National Guard to come out. But um, on this New Year's Eve, right now, unless something changes, as we speak, the governor has not done that. So, um, so folks, I, I, um, I, I, I still want to say Happy New Year. And 2021, at parts of it that were just so positive, but it has, it's really ending on a difficult note. And the explosion of the virus, Rhode Island's really been caught off guard. Also, Governor McKee keeps insisting no one could have seen this coming. Other states did prepare. I also, he said around Thanksgiving, no one was focused on this. Well, if you remember, he went away. Governor McKee went away on a two-week vacation around Thanksgiving. Uh, I was unable to attend the press briefing. I might have asked him in hindsight, uh, Governor, in hindsight, do you regret uh, going on a state away on vacation for two weeks at Thanksgiving instead of staying in Rhode Island and making sure our efforts were getting ready 
because the variant was already starting to spread. So that's time you can't get back. Um, think about this. We're about to enter the new year. The September primary. I know it seems a long way off. It's actually not. Because people start making their decisions ahead of the primary. So the first debates, Democrat debates, will most likely be this spring. And we'll have to wait and see in COVID. Folks, there's a very good chance that this whole situation with COVID, it could just become seasonal, like the seasonal flu. I think that's the best thing to look for. So what does that mean? That means for the next 30 to 60 days, you just have to be really careful. I would really suggest the next 30 days be cautious because I believe that January, something very unprecedented is going to happen. I'm not trying to panic people, but I believe the Rhode Island healthcare system that has been hanging by a thread, I believe it's going to collapse and they're going to start to uh, have to bring patients to we're going to have to work something out, but they're going to have to bring them to hospitals in Massachusetts. That's how bad our health care system is. And the people that are going to have to be held accountable for this are Governor Dan McKee and also head of the Rhode Island Department of Health, Dr. Alexander Scott. Let's see if she's still the head of the uh, Rhode Island Department of Health at the end of February. Let's see where she is over the next 60 days. We are in a treacherous position our testing system is is terrible. And with Governor McKee, it, it almost, and, I, and I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, I don't want to kick someone when they're down, but this is like reeking of amateur hour. You know, this business where he's saying, and, and we're competing with all these other states. Yeah, we know that, right? We learned that back in March and April and May when Governor Raimondo used to say that. But, you know, hopefully we were going to learn by that. What did Governor Baker see that Governor McKee did not? <clears throat> it's also, I also want to be very clear. And again, folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on this New Year's Eve. I, I recognize he's one person. And I recognize that he took over in March. But he had a while. Last December, last December 2020, one year ago, we, you had, we had a pretty good indication Gina Raimondo was leaving. So he had... January, February to get up to speed, and then he finally took the oath of office in March. Um, he had some time to adjust his staff. I know I speak with some McKee defenders, and they're constantly saying it's not the governor, he can't do everything, it's his staff. Listen, uh, you know, I'm not going to disagree with that, but he um, he's responsible for the staff. He, it's his staff. So, uh, you know, I, I, I understand that, and I think that's a fair point. But, you know, he's, it's his staff. And if he didn't have the proper people, he had some time to adjust. The spring, he had some time to adjust. And the summertime, he definitely had time to adjust. Um, I know of a Democrat insider that told me that he had a, <clears throat> I won't say who it was, but he had a long conversation with the governor and said, listen, you know, I'm just going to give you some advice. This summer, you need to fine-tune your team for the long haul. You know, the summertime is going to be the time to do it, whatever it may be. June, July, and August is when you, by Labor Day, you need to have your team in place. Any changes you want to make, you need to do it. Now, we lost Tony Silva, who was his right-hand guy and chief of staff, and uh, they've had some turnover. He's trying to bring some people in now. But, but I, I um, folks, this it's not your imagination. Uh, I think if you saw the press briefing yesterday, you saw Governor McKee to me, he seemed... Uh, I don't think they're telling us everything. He seems to have really bad news that he's not sharing with everyone. He didn't seem confident. He seemed rattled. He seemed desperate. He seemed panicked. Um, he didn't seem in control. I'll say that. So we will find out. All right. It's New Year's Eve. We are on. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Make Henry Oil your oil provider this winter. Give them a call today. Call Henry Oil, 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable, Fuel oil delivery, fuel, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, residential and commercial, 
It's Henry Oil. Give them a call. Since 1947, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today. Make Henry Oil your oil provider. 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Remember, online at henryoil.com. Go with the original. Go with the best. It's Henry Oil. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you can receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional, and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401. 401- 321 2799. That's 401 321 2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Heating season is here. Let JKL Engineering design and install a natural gas, high efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy efficient, quiet, and more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let JKL Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, Carrier Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed, by the way, in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. JKL's reputation, second to none. Call JKL Engineering today replacements whether it's for a system replacement oil to gas or for a heat pump estimates are free financing is available both residential and commercial called jkl 401-351-7600 they do it right they do it right the first time this winter you can depend on jkl engineering 401-351-7600 license in both rhode island and massachusetts she is joining us right now who i have called This is a hero. This is a leadership. This is someone who is being unfairly attacked. And it is our friend, Representative Patricia Morgan. Uh, Good afternoon, Rep. Morgan. Good afternoon, John. Rep, I want to tell you, and I said just a moment ago, you don't have to comment. If we've learned anything, you don't want to be in a foxhole with GOP Chairwoman Susie Yankee and Leader Filippi. Um, What you put out was yesterday merely a tweet. I believe just trying to draw attention to critical race theory that is being taught in schools. You have been the person that introduced the legislation. You had a personal experience with it. You were attempting to share that. And what we saw was an absolute pile on overreaction, outrageous behavior by Democrats, uh, opportunists and members of the of the biased media. Yeah, I mean, I really wanted to call attention to the corrosive impact of critical race theory on on our our society. And I, I asked the question, is this what we really want for America? And what's alarming is there are thousands of people who said yes. Well, right. And attacked me. Yes. Saying, this is not. This is not where we should be going. We shouldn't be asking all the different races to separate. Go into your corners now. Every, you know, we want Latinos over in that corner. We want Asians in that corner. We want blacks in this corner. Whites can, you know, you can be over in this corner. That's not what we want for our society. Just to start, tell, tell people that are listening, even though it was all over the news, but tell people what you put out on Twitter. And you're very active on Twitter. But what you put out on Twitter and what was your thought process when you put that out? Uh, okay, so I have to find the tweet. Do you have the tweet there? Um, well, listen, the basic part of it was, it's my understanding, you put out that you have a friend uh, so, of... So this is... Yeah. I, I have, all right, I've got... It. So I, I have a black friend. It's not the only black friend I have. Right. Um, I haven't seen her in a while. Because of the lockdowns, because, you know, I'm, I'm taking care of my mother here in the house and I have to be really careful about maybe bringing something in that might might hurt her. So I hadn't seen her for many months. 
but last year when I was talking with her, I knew that she was starting to get into the racial identity politics. I heard conversations that she was having, and I knew that, you know, she was going down that CRT route. Um, but I hadn't seen her. Um, always have enjoyed her company, think she's funny, and, you know, she's my friend, yeah. right? So I uh, was going to a, I went to a Christmas party, and um, I was, you know, excited to see her and catch up with her. And she was very, very cold to me. Mm. And uh, it was clear from the people at the table and from her that it was about critical race theory. Yep. It was about the fact that I was white. Um, and, um, and I think that's sad because we've always talked with one another. We've always enjoyed one another's company. And um, I just think this is not, and, and so I asked, you know, is this what our teachers and our political leaders really want for our society? Right. To divide us because of skin color. And then I, I did hashtag CRT because it, it is coming from this grievance culture CRT emphasis that is just racing through our schools, our K-12 schools, our universities. They are imposing it upon people in their workplaces. Um, and it is it is destructive to America. It's destructive to children. A couple things yes. about it. And again, folks, we're speaking with Representative Patricia Morgan on the John DePietro Show. Number one, you have the very high profile, but uh, Providence teacher Ramona Bessinger, who have I've had on the program. Yes. She gave a firsthand account of how the attitudes in the classroom, from her perspective, changed as they went into this new curriculum of oppressor, oppressed. Uh, teachers had to do the walk of shame. Kids started to question her, call her America, where because of critical race theory, they no longer saw her as their teacher really who could help them. But instead, basically, she could feel and sense resentment from she's a Providence teacher. Obviously, if anyone knows anything about the Providence schools, predominantly uh, either, you know, Latino or or children of color. And, and she had a firsthand experience with that. So and Rep Morgan. Anyone that pays attention, which is so embarrassing for some of the politicians and elected officials that have been going after you, um, the, the the Virginia governor's race in in was just you know just this year was basically decided, and one of the key issues was Terry McAuliffe lost to Republican Glenn Youngkin, and the reason was because of a huge issue over critical race theory and what was being taught in the schools and McAuliffe. You know, James Carville was on television after that and said one of the first things the Democrat Party needs to do is stop denying that it's being taught in the schools. And they can play around with different names. But listen, as Ramona laid out that after George Floyd and in and she said it was really this past year, February, January of 21, that these new pamphlets, not well written mm -hmm. pamphlets and books started showing up and they're being told you have to teach this. Don't teach about the Holocaust, teach about this. And it had a completely different narrative where basically you're telling these children you are victims your white classmates are racist, their parents are racist, their grandparents are racist, the deck is stacked against you. And she, like many other teachers, have had a problem with that. So yeah. now what a lot yeah, of people- Ramona is a real lawyer and she is. she is paying a price for yes. herself. They're well, keeping her in a basement yep. away from students, like, like her concern for children. And her concern is we need to give, and my concern is, as well is we need to prepare children with rigorous academic subjects, subject matter, yes, so that they have the educational tools they need to have successful adult lives. Yep, that's what her goal is. That's it's right. Not indoctrinating kids into this, you know, yeah, um, this this ideology, and it's a theory. It's not fact. Right. It is. Uh, even the people who push it admit. That, that they are they are they are trying to drive this this conversation and that it's not based on real uh, truthful research 
Um, so they even admit that it's a narrative that they're pushing. That's right. It is not real pedagogy. Yep. Um, and, 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 and Ramona's, Ramona's concern and mine is that we have children that need to be prepared for adult life. Yes. Right? And we're not doing it. I mean, I've seen the books that they have put now into these classrooms, and they are not rigorous. They are not, they have not been screened for, for academic relevance. No. Right? It seems that they are being picked for the narrative. Right? And, and, and the color and the political bias of the author. So, you know, I mean, gone are all of the um, other books that, that have been judged over the course of history as speaking to the human condition of being written at uh, higher levels of critical thinking. They're gone. That's right. And, and they're replaced with, you know... Uh, well, it, it's a... Par, it, yes. With, um, with, with, a, with a completely different narrative... Right. Yeah. That teaches about. And here's some a couple things. And again, folks, we're speaking with Representative Patricia Morgan on the John DePietro show. Now, to Rep Morgan's credit, you were the first one in Rhode Island that mentioned to me that you were going to introduce legislation at the Rhode Island State House about yeah. critical race theory. And you were the first yeah. person locally. I was seeing it, you know, talked about on Fox News Channel and in different parents. I think another element of this was because a lot of children we're doing distance learning. A lot of parents were home, so they were maybe a little more involved with some of the. And, and a number of parents started to question what was being taught in coming over the, the Zoom. So, but where, where this has really turned itself on its head is a couple of things. Number one, for someone to say the history must be taught, well, that, that's just completely false. Listen, it's not as if if you go into. We are teaching this. We, we are teaching this. We are teaching teaching it, of course. Always taught the history. Yes, absolutely. So that's a false statement. All of the history. Yes. All of it. Yes. Um, The the proponents of CRT only want to teach the bad parts, right? And they don't want to give us credit, America credit, for all the good parts. Yes. America has been a home, a safe home, a home for prosperity, a home for building good lives. Yep. For millions of people. Yes. Millions upon millions of people. Yep. Right? Uh, over the over the over the decades. So we are a good country. That's why people want to come here. Absolutely. And the part right. that I want to finish on that is so I want the listeners to understand be the background that you you have been a champion trying to shed a light on it, draw attention to it, introduce legislation about it. My takeaway from the abuse and the pile on and the people coming after you the last, whatever it is, 24 to maybe 36 hours, not even that actually, but it's it's 10 o'clock yesterday morning. It's basically what, what their new narrative is, is anyone that questions critical race theory should be silenced. You are a racist. What they're basically doing is telling every voter in Virginia that if you voted for Governor Glenn Youngkin against Terry McAuliffe of a critical race theory, you're a racist. That's what they're basically really trying to do. The end game is they don't want any conversation. They're trying to bully you. They're trying to make an example out of you. They're trying to silence anyone that wants to bring it up. That's what it's about. That's it. Yep. You got it, right? And you got it. They want to control the conversation and they want to make sure that no other viewpoint has any oxygen. That's right. And make Um, people hesitate to say, you know, what they're doing to me kind of goes hand in hand. Nicole Salas, the mother in South Kingstown, she had some questions and concerns about the school her daughter was going to attend. And they told her, submit some requests. Well, so she started submitting requests. They didn't like it. They didn't like being questioned. So they they just, but they wanted to make an example out of her. And they put her name in the agenda for the school committee to let everyone know we're thinking of suing this South Kingstown mom that asked too many questions. Now, they they dropped that, 
But that was the real intention. That's what's going on with you. And just to give people an idea of how ludicrous this thing became, there's an outrageous Black Lives Matter uh, state senator, Tiara Mack, who puts outrageous things out on social media. The media gives her a free pass because she's a female. She's the one that got in the car accident last January. You found out her car was unregistered. Her license was from North Carolina. But she put out, oh, I'm the friend. I'm the one she talks to. Tierra Mack, Rep. Morgan, if I didn't know any better, she, you've never met her. You, the, the House and the Senate certainly don't meet in the same place. She's actually confusing you with State Senator Elaine Morgan. Well, I'm assuming that, but, but this is the bottom line. I don't know her. I've never talked with her in person. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, she's not a friend. And no. a friend would know that my name is Patricia. Yes, but she what doesn't know. She's yeah. like, but what, I, what, what, I what think is. She's just, my, my, my feeling is she's just grasping. Globbing on. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So she can get in the. Oh my she, God! She's one of those divas, yep. right? So um, oh, they all jump in. Oh, I'm the friend. Yep, yeah, I'm the friend. She talks with me. I am the friend she's talking about. She doesn't even I, know I, I, that I you're not the even Christmas the Christmas party. I spoke with her at. Yeah. I mean, but the way they all jump in with it, and first of all, let's also clarify: you are not resigning. No, no, absolutely not. No. And, you know, and I will continue to fight against good. having CRT in our yes, schools. As you should. Because as it is corrosive. It is. It is bad for our children. Yep. And they shouldn't so be. They shouldn't going to silence me. And they're they shouldn't be afraid me. of it. They shouldn't be afraid of it. And people shouldn't be afraid. These are intimidation tactics. That's the, right. You know, and, and I'll be honest with you. It is chilling to the average person. Of course. Get that. Yes. You know, nobody wants to be called a racist. I mean, nobody wants you know, wants to be race blamed or race shamed or any of these things that are their tactics. But I'm, I will do it for them. I, I need their support, though. I need people to reach out to me. Yes. And I, I need to know I have their support behind me because yes. it does get hard, right? I mean, I spent a long day yesterday. Yes. Um, and, and, and But I'm doing this for our children. I really am. Our children... And their futures. And parents. And parents. And parents, families, right? And, and really for our civil society. Yes. I, I think America is a good place. Yes. And I want it to stay a good place. Well, I want to, two things, Rep. Morgan. Um, number one, you know, the Democrat Party that is also up in arms with Nellie Gobea and even Speaker Sakachi, maybe, maybe they want to touch on their their junior senator in Sheldon Whitehouse, who last time we yeah, checked is a you member of an all-white club. Look at racist, yeah. Holy let's, cow. Look at racist. He's it, a man who, to this day, yep. is still, he and his family are major shareholders yes. in an all-white beach club in Newport. Yeah, you don't get he any more racist than that. general had so little concern for a Latino girl that he didn't protect her. Yep. And she was killed. That's right. Jennifer Rivera. But Bailey's Beach Club, an all being a member of an all white club. I mean, that that basically makes Bailey's Beach Club is almost like Mississippi in 1950. That's really what it has become. He gets a free pass. But let me also say this. If what they're basically saying is and this is what's really wrong. Listen, if if they feel that strongly about critical race theory, then then have a discussion. Let parents weigh in on the curriculum that's going to be there. We've already seen that parents in Virginia, when Terry McAuliffe said parents have no right to tell teachers what's taught in the classroom, after the election of Glenn Youngkin said parents have every right right. what's taught in the classroom. People were dubbing 2021 the year of the parent. The year that our, they are our children. Yes, getting right? involved. And nobody cares for them more than their parents. Right. So their parents who should be uh, forming their values and helping their children to grow into into good, strong adults. If, it is their parents first and foremost. If if, um, if I don't know where schools have have gotten this 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 idea that. 
they're the ones in control and they will tell children what i mean and they really are with this indoctrination they are telling kids what they must think right they are compelling children yes. to believe and say the things that they want them to say yeah. and think i mean i've gotten letters from children who clearly have been um uh asked to do it or instructed to do it by their teachers um saying oh you know i'm against i'm against what you believe in patricia morgan well how does an eight-year-old even have that that thought that's right no right? an eight-year-old doesn't think like that an no eight-year-old is is playing and is yes. having fun with their friends yes and to try to teach that and also rep morgan this also goes to the heart of you know we've heard from parents where the the kids are in the classroom and the teachers tell them george floyd's a hero and they have the black lives matter flag up in the classroom and they don't care if it makes children of police officers uncomfortable because black lives matter and white parents are racist and the grandparents are racist and you owe an apology to every black student in this class there's nothing that's not productive that's not learning. They need to. It's not learning. It's no. Not the, what kids? It's not the tool that the tools that children need to have successful adult lives. Right. They need to be able to read, write, do math, critically think. That's what they need. They don't need somebody, you know, evangel, you know, proselytizing them. Well, right. They, they just don't need that. And basically telling them. Listen, you, you know, you're not going to go anywhere in this country because you're the color of your skin and the deck is stacked against you. And so you see that white teacher next to you or that white classmate, they're racist and that's white supremacy and that's white privilege. If you keep ingraining in someone that they are a victim, you know what? They're going to start to think they're a victim. So. You know, and as, that's the other side of the coin. Yes. Right? It's not just that they are race shaming and race blaming white children. They're also telling black children, just look in the mirror. That's You'll right. It could be anything. It's not your fault. You don't have to work. Now you don't when, have to do your homework. Yep. You don't have to study. Oh, you're a victim. Now, also, you're Rep. Morgan, and again, folks, we're speaking with Representative Patricia Morgan. Uh, another false argument. And you hear this is, well, it's, it's, it's not even being taught in the schools. Well, Mary Beth Calabro, the head of the Providence Teachers Union, she was going back and forth on social media with our friend Nicole Solis and also Ramon, Ramona Bassinger. And they don't even deny that it's being taught in the Providence schools. So for anyone that denies it's happening, you have the head of the Teachers Union. You have a Providence teacher who was right there firsthand who saw the tide kind of turn against her, the kids kind of build up resentment where they announce we're no longer going to study and read the book Anne Frank. Now we're going to study all these new books that talk about how George Floyd's a hero and Black Lives Matter is an organization to be admired and the white supremacy and white privilege. That There is no room for that in the minds of young children where Rep Morgan, as you had said, you want children, every child with the thought and feeling of what a beautiful country they live in, not to ignore our history, but that you could grow up to be president, you could be anything you want to be. Um, it's, teach it all. Teach, teach it, all. it all. That's exactly teach right. So not just not just the parts of the narrative. Right. Teach all of history. Yes. Right, and put it into context. Yep. Right. You you can't you can't judge what happened in the 1700s. Right. By 20, the 21st uh, the tw- Today, correct. Modern, yeah, uh, and, and I, I want to. Can't do it. It's not fair. I want to use the Virginia uh, election again because it was so significant. Because it was really the first big election since critical race theory kind of went to the forefront, and and it also it really came to the divide, Rep. Morgan, because you had parents saying, "Listen, if this stuff is going to be taught in school, I am pulling my child." out of the school. And, you know, you have someone like a Randy Weingarten, the union leader, saying, if this talk about parents showing up at, you know, school committee meetings, they're they're like domestic terrorists and they have no right questioning teachers. That this is what this is doing is really kind of 
kind of like peeling away the onion where parents for years never really questioned what was going on in the public schools because that's where it's going on in the public schools. They are fearful that more parents will pull their children out of the public school system. That's what's really going on here. Yeah, uh, and again, it is the idea that they want to silence parents. Yes. Those parents who show up at school committee meetings, they are, they are brave, yep. right? And they are committed. They want, they want the schooling that they had when they were children. That's right. Right? Yeah. And that's what they, they and, and now their eyes are opening and they're saying, whoa, what is happening to our schools? This is, this is not what, this is not education anymore this no. is indoctrination i don't want this for my children that's right and when they show up and they point it out and they get in the newspaper and they they're on facebook and twitter and they're talking about what they're learning well the school committee wants to shut that down that's right the teachers union wants to shut that down yeah no, they've been doing it so surreptitiously for such a long time and they've been getting away with it and now they can't that's and they're right. trying as hard as they can to silence anybody who, who, who says, no, we're not comfortable with this. This is not what I want for my children. Well, he, here's a question. Uh, it, is, it is the fact that, that some kids are leaving. You know, I mean, all the parochial schools are, are at max attendance now. Right? Oh, yeah. Max enrollment. Absolutely. Um, and, but, but, but not every parent can still do that. No. Right. So parents, parents have to get involved. And I understand how intimidating it is. Um, And that's why I'm standing up for them. Yes. And Rep. Morgan, before we let you go, you have Governor DeSantis, who right now you could argue is probably the most popular governor in in the country, governor of Florida. He's announced he will not allow any more critical race theory taught in Florida public schools. Governor Glenn Youngkin, the new governor of Virginia, who beat Terry McAuliffe, who was the he had served before. He was the favorite. Glenn Youngkin said, we, we're going to let the parents be involved. We are not going to teach critical race theory. The big question is, based on what happened in the Twittersphere, is that enough to discourage you? from introducing legislation in the new session against critical race theory in the Rhode Island public schools? Absolutely not. Good. I have already, I'm already have, uh, handed in the rough draft Good. to the Legislative Council to get it written up. And uh, I'm going to also put in a bill about transparency in education. I mean, parents shouldn't have to fight to get a, an idea of what are you teaching my kids? Right. That curriculum... And the teacher's manuals yep. should be on the website so anytime a parent wants to see it, they can go to it. That's they right. They don't have to get permission and wait 30 days to get an answer back. And I'll also um, say this. Some of the actions of certain individuals and some, unfortunately, Republicans, you know, they couldn't even verbalize why they were upset with what you put. They just said, I'm looking at this crowd and the we're all screaming and pointing. So I don't even understand why it's so-called a racist tweet, but I'm just going to jump in with everybody else and, and point my finger at you and, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just so pathetic. What you put, uh, you were sharing a personal experience. You, I thought you were effectively saying, look at this, in, in real time, where much like I'll go back to Ramona Bessinger, the Providence teacher, who could feel the turning of the tide and kill children suddenly having this resentment against her simply because the color of her skin, it didn't exist in the past. It shouldn't exist now. Rep. Morgan, I'll give you the final word. I want you to know the people are with you. I feel terrible. You had to go through it. Uh, But just know that the, the real people, the voters, if they're so positive about their side, then they will allow discussion and allow this to play out and and let them stand up and defend it because i have a feeling they're going to get pushback in their own communities yeah you know um listen i i do understand that uh most parents you know they're busy and they're dealing with going to work and getting dinner on the table and making sure their kids are doing their homework and getting them bed on time and all that kind of stuff. But this is an important fight. And it, it, is. Is a, it is a fight for their futures. That's right. Because what is coming out of schools now is 
not a good education. No. No, but what it, my my it final word on it is what what is frightening what is yeah. frightening is their basic reaction is this should not even be discussed, this should not even be talked about. Silence her. Anyone that talks about this is a racist, folks. She is Representative Patricia Morgan, who is not. Let me just say, there's Go ahead. a website. StopSchoolIndoctrinationNow.com. Good. There are a lot of resources on there for people to start learning about it. They are, what the union does is they say, we don't teach CRT. Yep. Well, it's not taught as a subject. It's not geography. It's no. not algebra. Right? It is, it is an ideology, and I think a poisonous ideology. It is. It is being interwoven yep. through every piece of of, of uh, material, through every textbook, through every discussion, in every subject. That's right. So it is not taught as a discrete class. No. And that's what they try to confuse people with. Um, but, but it is there. And we need parents to get involved. Yep. You may not be able to go to that school committee, but you can look at the assignments your kids are bringing home. That's right. You can talk to your children about what do you do today? Do you have any discussions? Tell me about it. Right. Right? Yes. And and when you find that something poisonous or just doesn't feel right, feels wrong is happening, let me know. Right? Yes. Go let to, you know. My, yes. To, yeah. <laughs> Contact me and let me know what you see is happening in your child's classroom that's making you or them uncomfortable. I mean, we also talk about the sexualization of children. Right. I mean, children seven and eight years old have to talk about how people are having sex. It's like, it's craziness. I, I, it is. And the parents, um, listen, we're going to leave it at this. The, the parents have a right to be involved. The parents should be involved. And Get involved. I believe that this is a votable issue. I think this is an issue that people will vote on. Uh, they may not like it, and they may not want to discuss it, and they may want to try to silence you, but parents have a right to discuss this. Folks, she is Representative Patricia Morgan. Rep, listen, the people are with you. Keep the faith, keep your chin up, and we'll talk to you again. Okay, you be well. All right, folks, there it is. Representative Patricia Morgan right here on the John DePietro Show. Outrageous. Others disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401-688-0517. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement, your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brothers Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook, Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you can receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional, and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install 
any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com, Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508 252 3359 and in Rhode Island 401 885 4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 99.9 FM. Folks, remember you can always listen online at our website, depietro.com. Check out the website, depietro.com. We have original, unique, exclusive stories videos content all our links to social media facebook twitter instagram youtube it's all right there and that's also the best way to reach me log on at the website depetro.com depetro.com if you're ever in an accident pick up the phone and call west fountain auto body today 401-272-3340 were you in an auto accident someone damaged your vehicle folks it can happen whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle, Call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best. And if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired. 401-272-3340. Portion of the John DePietro Show brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Stop in and see them. 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. You know, delicious food inside the Lodge Pub and Eatery, a tradition since 1994. Also, check out the beautiful new deck that they've added. Hey, they're going to have some nice seating out there, and also they'll do the igloos. The Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, depietro.com. Now, while you're there, uh, there's a lot of exclusive stories. Folks, we cover stories the rest of the media ignores. It's real news whether it's video that we're out at a crime or a protest or various things that are happening, plus other exclusive stories that we break, log on at the website. That's also the best way to reach me, by the way. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just scroll down a little bit. You'll see a, a button that says Contact John. You can also support the program. You you can also get some great merchandise in the shop right there at dipetro.com. And it's all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, so you can watch Facebook Live or also Twitter, or YouTube, or Instagram. So take a minute, and then also we have some great sponsors there as well. It is a happening. Check it each day. It's depetro.com. 